John, I'm so sorry, but... John, do you know... Did your parents ever tell you? How did they meet? When and where? I saw puzzlement, confusion, shock, and finally, sad acceptance. San Francisco, 1967. My dad's name was John, too. My mom is Teresa. She was Teresa Knowlton. I could feel my friends draw back from me. Cassie, the killer with a conscience, that Jode had sneered. Kill him, and then cry over them. I wasn't going to kill John Berryman. John Berryman would never exist. Chapter 42 Axe The time matrix was surprisingly simple to operate. It could be directed by thought-speak command. There were no codes to break, no subtleties to grapple with. Cassie told me the time and place and date. I morphed to human, made physical contact with the time matrix, and my friends did as well, keeping their own minds blank as possible. And then, very swiftly, we emerged in bright sunshine in the middle of a crowded street. Two humans, one male and one female, were staring directly at us. They did not appear to be alarmed. Whoa, cool, one said. He had a great deal of hair on his face and head. He wore colored beads around his neck. He wore vision augmentation devices with blue lenses. Did you see that, man? I mean, is that, like, real? The female had very long hair, also adorned with colored beads. What's real, man? The female wondered. Real is just like... It's like... You know, like... Whatever, right? Right on. Love, man. Love is like... You know... Like... Reality, right? Huh? The male said. Um... What? The female said. The two of them nodded in unison. Amazing, Marco said. The United States is gone, or at least way different. The Nazis never happened. Einstein, who knows? But hippies are right when and where they're supposed to be? What are hippies? I asked. Hip-peas. Dude, these are hippies, Marco said. Look at this place. I did as instructed and looked around. There was a large number of humans with very long hair and colorful beads. The droid said our own timelines were buffered, protected. Maybe the Time Matrix did that for John, too, Cassie suggested. I mean, maybe while he was using it, he couldn't disrupt his own timeline. This is part of his timeline. Marco shrugged. Or maybe hippies just had to happen, you know? Otherwise, how would we have bell-bottoms? Over there, Rachel said, nutting toward a store. That's the place. John Berryman's parents, John Sr. and Theresa Knowlton, will meet right there today. All we have to do is separate them. They don't meet, they don't get together. They don't have a kid named John. And Mr. Ford ends up in some other host, in some other place. He never finds the time matrix, and none of it happens. Time isn't altered. 
We never travel back in time, Cassie said. Jake doesn't die. Neither does a Hessian officer, I said. Or a tank full of soldiers. Or a Yerk. Or Hitler, Tobias added. How can we do this? What do you mean? Marco demanded. Oh man, the colors, man! A hippie had come up to admire the Time Matrix's shimmering globe. Right, the colors! Whoa, cool, go away! We're trying to figure out the space-time continuum here, Marco snapped. Look, what are you getting at, Tobias? Look, Mr. Four changed history. Maybe for the worse, but maybe not. Hitler was just a lowly nobody. No holocaust. You want to change your back so there was one? You saw the way our future was, Cussie argued. We still had slavery. We had no freedom. The droid said homeless people were rounded up and shot. We can't let that happen. But we can let the Holocaust happen? Rachel demanded. Tobias is right. The future we saw, the future we were in, that's back when Visser Four had done all he did, but without us getting in his face. That was the result without our intervention. Maybe in that timeline, he did ten more things. We don't know what the result is with our intervention. Maybe the future is better now. Maybe us saving Henry, and even taking out the Hessian officer, I don't know. Maybe... Heavy, man. Way heavy, a female hippie said. We used the time matrix. Drove her back to our own time. See what's happened. See if things are good, Tobias said. Does that not seem foolish now that we see how complex that history is? I'm just saying we go take a look, Tobias said. See how it all played out. Hey, history is never played out, Morco said heatedly. We start messing with the past, we mess with the future. Maybe we like the way things look to us, back in our own time, but maybe we've screwed something else up down the line. We do that every day, Rachel said. Every time we do anything or do nothing, we change the future. Why is this different? Look, let's just go and see. Maybe our own time is great now. I mean, maybe, right? Why are we here? A voice said. Chapter 43 Cassie Five heads snapped. Six pairs of eyes stared. Four mouths and one thought-speak voice said the same word. Jake? He looked annoyed. Well, duh. Like you don't recognize me? Hey, how did we get back here? Here was my barn. You're alive, Rachel said to Jake. He stared. I really don't like the way you guys are looking at me. You're giving me the creeps. What happened? Tobias wondered. What the... Oh man, the hippie chick! What? What hippie chick? Jake demanded. It was Teresa Knowlton, I said. We didn't have to make the decision. She saw us. She was distracted. She missed meeting Berriman's father. Berriman was never born. It all never happened. Excuse me, Jake interrupted. Why am I crossing the Delaware next to George Washington one minute, and then I'm back here while you people babble about hippies? Berriman had never existed. The Time Matrix was where he'd found it. Buried. We'd never gone back in history, except in our memories. Henry V had not seen a Hork-Bajir take to the field. 
Washington had crossed the Delaware and surprised the Hessian troops. Nelson and the British had defeated Napoleon's fleet. Einstein had left Nazi Germany to find freedom from oppression at Princeton University, where he had set in motion the creation of the atomic bomb. And on June 6, 1944, soldiers of the United States, Britain, and France had begun the evil destruction of the evil man who, in another reality, had been nothing but a harmless old soldier. You died, Jake, I said. You died crossing the Delaware with Washington. I could see the spasm of shock on Jake's face. Oh my god, he whispered. Did... I mean, in the end, did we do it? Did we put it all back right? Did we make it right? I went to him and gave him a kiss on the cheek. No, we didn't make it right. But we put it back, Jake. Leave it at that. We put it all back. And thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, we did it! We finished Megamorphs number three. Uh, thank you everyone for coming along on the ride. It was pretty good for the most part. Um, as always, I, I feel like the Meg- I feel like the, the Chronicles tend to be, like, plotted for the length. I feel like the Megamorphs tend to, um... There's a point where it's like, oh, we're still here. And then it, like, wraps up very suddenly, I feel like, sometimes. Um, but for the most, like, 90% of this, I think it did very well on the pacing. Um, the last, somewhere in the last, like, six chapters, I think, I was like, man, we're still going, huh? But we're cool. It's cool. We did it. Um, and for, for the most part, I think it's a pretty solid book. Um, I really, really appreciate that they had that whole conversation about uh, the, the ethics of changing time. And, uh, hey... Our reality's not perfect. Uh, why, you know, do we have a more obligation? Should we change it and try to make it better than it is? I think that's so valid. And I love that line from Rachel about um, how, oh, yeah, if you change something in the past, it'll fix the future, man. Your actions have consequences. But, like, that is, as she said, our literal every day-to-day life, every action we have, um, you know, produces a consequence down the line. Uh, and then I love that at the end, that choice was taken away from them. And so they didn't actually get to resolve, uh, that moral dilemma and complexity. Uh, they simply had a dialogue about it and then were not allowed to act on it, which I think is really smart, right? Cause I think, I'm going to be honest. I think if we had time travel, we should go back and try to make a more equitable world. Um, and it would have been not a great look on the animals when they were like, no, I don't think we should. I think, you know. I think the level of racism and colonialism we have in our modern day is just right. Um, so very smart to just take that choice away from them. And, and they just uh, are left to wonder if if they should have, um, could have, um, but can't. Um, so those are my thoughts on the books. Of course, I'll get the super cut out um, next week. There shouldn't be any issue with that. Um, I also have a quick message uh, coming in through the Gmail. That's audiomarscast at gmail.com from SM, who writes, uh, Hey, Daniel, I only started a reread of Animorphs a few months ago, so I've only recently discovered the existence of this podcast. But as a fellow audio narrator, 
I know how much work goes into reading and editing editing the audiobook or editing audio book content, especially with sound effects. And as a fellow podcaster, I know what a monumental undertaking it is to update a project like this so consistently for so long. And I just want to let you know that all that work is appreciated. What you've done is an incredible achievement, and I hope you know that. Uh, thank you so much for writing in, SM. I, I do sort of know that. Um, it's, this is really... It's a little bizarre for me, because I don't know if I've ever stuck with anything this long. Maybe League of Legends, which I don't play anymore, just um, before someone asked me. I I got better. I don't play anymore. I finally quit that game. Um, that was a miserable 10 years of my life. Um, but... God, when did I start this? 2017? 2000... Yeah, it's been, it's been like almost... I'm so bad at math. I'm not going to do math on air. But it's been a long time now. This is honest. It's like, it's weird. It's like part of my routine now. And when I finish these books, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> It'll be weird. Um, but I don't have to worry about that for another like four years. Thank goodness. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to send in a message, you can do that through the aforementioned Gmail. We also have a Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. We have a website. That's theapodcalypse.com. The apocalypse, like apocalypse, but with the D in the middle. Uh, and you can also tweet at me at Audiomorphs, and that's where you should check if I'm ever late uploading. Um, you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. Um, those are cool still, I guess. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just out here vibing. Um, yeah, I, I think that's everything I got to say. Uh, and next week we will be starting a brand new book i should go look and figure out which book that is and uh, get ready for that (laughs) um but that's that's for me to do uh all you have to do is wait dear listener so uh i will see you all next week for that brand new book my name is daniel and i believe one day the andalites will come until then we fight